Hi there and thanks for joining us. We have reached that time of year again where we celebrate our national holiday and there are tens of thousands of people who are going to descend on Cork City for this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade. It is a very big business, so we need to ask the experts about what people can expect in 2019. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. So it is one of the biggest outdoor events in the city every single year. It's also weather dependent and there are many things that can go well as badly. So to find out what we can expect from this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade, which will be well attended no matter what the weather, I'm joined by the Arts Officer for Cork City Council, Jean Brennan, and the Cork City Council City Coordinator, Paul McGurk. How are you both? Thanks for joining us on Red Business. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Jonathan. Now, first of all, I have to say that every single year, it's brilliant. No matter what, whether we have snow, whether we have rain, or whether it is beautifully sunny. And God knows the Irish Spring can throw anything at us. How much does the weather weigh on your mind, Jean, as you're putting together the programme every year? The weather does weigh on our mind, but what we can absolutely say is that regardless, as you have said, rain, hail or sunshine, there'll be people out there walking on the streets of Cork celebrating St. Patrick's Day on the 17th of March. And it's almost a badge of pride. You say that you did the St. Patrick's Day parade and you stood in the cold or you stood in the rain or you stood in the sunshine. We all did it as kids. So we should make our children do the same thing. Isn't that exactly. the logic? That's precisely what I say. Actually, much <laughs> more importantly, it's in order to celebrate the over 2,000 participants that we have parading every year because they do parade. They will make the effort. They will turn up and come out regardless of the weather. So that's really why we want everybody else to do so it, as well. It's a huge logistical operation, isn't it, Paul? Because you mentioned 2,000 people, but there's 2,000 people. There's moving vehicles. There's barriers. There's obviously the guards need to be on site. You need to have the emergency services on standby should somebody fall ill or whatever. It's kind of mad, isn't it, that we would voluntarily do this to ourselves every year. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, any large outdoor event uh, takes a lot of planning. So I suppose the planning begins about six months previously um, and obviously meeting with the Bossarian and the Gardaí and all the other stakeholders and then engaging the arts and cultural organisations. So, yeah, a lot of work goes into it, but it all pays off in the end. How well prepared is the city for all of this? Because, you know, it is a bank holiday, so it should be kind of quiet in town, but yet you turn it into the busiest day of the year. Absolutely. I mean, it kicks off the tourism season, really. Uh, There's 50,000 people that we're expecting will um, descend on the the city that weekend. Um, The the hotels will do well, the hospitality will do well and retail and so on. So it just, I suppose, it really kickstarts the the tourism season for us. And it gets everybody into the mood as well, Jean. It is a fun family occasion and presumably your theme this year is going to reflect that as it always does. It is a fun family occasion and this year the theme is Stories of Cork. Every year we try to have a different theme that will help the groups that are taking part in the parade and uh, to react to the theme and also will allow the spectators, who are obviously very important, to enjoy it. And this year Stories of Cork so we expect that to be fantastically exciting. We commission five arts organisations, two from the city, Doucha Puppets and I We'll be speaking, actually, yeah, we'll be speaking to Cathy Martin yeah. from Doucha in just a minute. They do great work with us. And also Cork Community Art Link. And they work with a lot of community groups around the city in the run-up to the parade, making something that is appropriate to the theme every year. 
So the theme this year is the stories, of course. Stories, of course. You've no shortage of material, do you? Well, there's no shortage of material at all because there's stories from every side of Cork. There's business stories, there's fun stories. We have a huge arts community who will react to that. And we also have the story of the city itself, you know, which is one of the oldest cities in Ireland. Um, And when you have something like this, Paul, and you're somebody who's trying to publicise the city centre as a vibrant and and kind of really exciting place uh, to come and visit... Does it help then that you're able to go to the market and say, well, do come to the Cork Bridge because we've got all of these wonderful stories and we've got another reason for you to visit the town? Absolutely. Yeah, you're, I suppose each city is selling its uh, unique angle and you're right, Cork has a lot of stories um, and of course we've a strong um, I suppose arts and cultural um, sector here as well, which I suppose continually comes up with something new and amazing for us. Um, you've a lot of competition. That's the only thing because what we have is you have parades in all different types of towns around the country. You've got the big parade in Dublin that's on the telly. Do you, do you worry about that kind of thing when you're planning something like this or do you have to try and coordinate with other places? Well, I suppose Cork always up, up this game. I suppose the, the sense of competition isn't isn't uh, the worst thing in the world either. I suppose. We always try to differentiate ourselves in terms of the offering and I think uh, there's always the um, ABCD principle which is uh, ABA Cork is different so you know we, uh, <laughs> we always focus on that really I and, like... and to be honest we get that back from our participants this year we've got four groups from the USA and one of the things they say about coming to Cork is that it's the friendliness of the city and the friendliness of the response they get both from the audience on the street but also from everybody involved that makes it really special as opposed to Dublin which granted is wonderful but is big and much less personal yeah, sure. And we're much sounder down here as is well documented. Uh, you mentioned the USA. There are marching bands coming from how many different cities? There's four, I think, isn't we've there? We've got four groups from the USA coming. Yeah, we've got marching bands coming from Indiana, from North Dakota, from Colorado and from uh, the New York Knights from of Columbanus are, mar- are coming to Cork directly from the New York parade itself. OK, uh, and never mind the crowd coming from New York. You've actually given permission this year for people to cross the border from Waterford. I mean, what are you thinking? And, and not only are they coming from Waterford, they're also taking the mickey out of us a little bit as well with what they're planning. They are indeed, yes. We have Spree from Waterford, who are... <laughs> who One of the stories of Cork that they're going to be exploring is the story of why Langer is a word in Cork. Do you know the background to that, Paul? I do indeed. I only read it. It's uh, the monkey in India, is it? That's exactly it, yeah. And I, I, I love the idea. It's about the Irish Army and one of the first deployments that they ever had. Uh, not obviously the Irish Army. They were with the British Army at the time. And they were sent to India... It was a Cork regiment that was sent to India and they became associated with the Langer Monkey and that became a descriptor for, for people from Cork. The, the, and they took it back the with them. The urban myth that has always floated around is that this monkey, which is now available for viewing in photo, uh, it was such a lazy thing that it had just act the maggot and lounge around and then it became kind of popular for the Cork regiment to refer to each other in a derogatory phrase as you Langer. <laughs> And that is how it came in. And it is now part of the St. Patrick's Day Parade in 2019. It is a story, of course. You may need to kind of sanitise it for your children, folks. That's all I'll say. Um, Tell us about the actual plan for the day, Paul. Or Jean, what is the actual uh, timings of everything and how it's all going to play out? Well, we expect the parade to start at 1pm. It'll be it'll last then for about two hours and we do expect about 50,000 people to be coming into the city to see the parade. That is normally what we get. So what we would ask people to do is to be sure to come in early, to be aware that the streets will be closed off, obviously, because the, we parade around the island. Uh, we'll start at the top of 
South Mall, we go along Grand Parade and then back up Patrick Street and back down. So that it area... Used be, it used to be a different way. It used to go the other way, didn't she? A long, long time ago. And then a couple of years ago, it switched to... A long, down. long time yeah. ago. We've tried a number of different routes over the long history of St. Patrick's Day parades in Cork. But this is the one that works best for participants, for us to be able to gather participants, to be able to get them into the parade safely, and then obviously to be able to exit safely And as who, well. who is the Grand Marshal this year? Well, I'm delighted that it's one of Cork's favourite sons. It's Rob Heffernan. And don't tell me he's going to sit in a car now and be driven round rather than walk. And sure, Rob would have the streets paved himself if he, if he was going round. Now, I can't tell you shoes. how he's going to get around the parade. <laughs> You've got to keep some element of surprise. The one thing is, it'll be quick, because I remember years ago, my good friend George Hook was, was the Grand Marshal in one year, and he must have shaken hands with everybody along the route and delayed the whole thing by about 40 minutes. I remember mocking him mercilessly over it. Rob might be a bit quicker, given his background. Well, we know he can walk quickly, <laughs> but in fairness, we also hope that he'll have the opportunity to enjoy himself and the people of Cork will have the opportunity and, and, and to And no enjoy. better boy uh, than Rob Heffernan to, uh, to be in that position of Grand Marshal. Folks, it's going to be a fantastic parade, as it always is, and here at Red FM we're delighted uh, to be part of it Uh, can I ask you one more thing before you go your own Patrick's Day Parade memories I mean let's uh, let's begin uh, first of all with you Paul Uh, did you go to the Cork City Parade we we did indeed the sun was always shining there was never any rain or snow or cold or anything it was fantastic he's got lovely roast into glasses since (laughs) he took the job in the council Jean what about you well I can safely say that as a child I walked in St Patrick's Day Parades in the snow in the rain and in the sunshine. See, the thing for me was my dad, God rest him, used to be the manager of Penny's uh, on the on Patrick Street. And there's a lovely window in Penny's overlooking the street. So every year we used to go in, uh, raid the pick and mix and go up and sit in the upstairs. window. Yeah, and look at everybody downstairs going, oh, look, they look very cold. But in fairness, you didn't get the full St. Patrick's Day experience yeah, by, were, by being inside, did you? sweets and we were warm. So it kind <laughs> of worked an, out. It's an outdoor experience. It, it worked out for us. Well, look, we wish you the very best of luck on the 17th. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic day. And get there early is the message that you're sending out to everybody. Absolutely. Uh, Jean Brennan, uh, Arts Officer with Cork City Council and the Cork City Council City Coordinator, Paul McGurk. As always, thank you very much for joining us on Red Business. Thank, thank you, you. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. That's what we can expect from the overall event, but there is a business and an art to Patrick's Day Parade. And my next guest is somebody who has been very much instrumental in not just the Cork Parade, but other parades across the country. Cathy Martin from Doucher Puppets, how are you? Very well, thank you very much, Jonathan. Great to have you here. Uh, Doucher Puppets, how did it come about? Well, Doucher Puppets was set up 18 years ago by the artistic director, Cliff Dolliver, and he um, set it up as a theatre company, working with puppets and props and set construction, and it's moved into parades in the last 15 years we've been doing Cork, and then in the last nine years we've been doing the Dublin Parade. Now, it's it's probably one of the stranger businesses that are out there, the manufacturing and operation of puppets. It's, yes, it is a little bit, but we do an awful lot within that. We do puppet shows, we do um, puppet-making workshops, we, do, we run the Cork Puppetry Festival, so there's a whole dynamic of different events that take place across the whole calendar. How did you fall into puppetry? Um, well, I, my background is in theatre and dance, and my, I also have a background in arts administration. And I moved back to Cork... Um, just over a year ago, I'd worked with Cliff on the very first parade he'd ever done out in Toker with the group that I was working with in 2004. And we met up again and 
here I am. Here you are, still yes. going strong. So yeah. w- when you sit down to think about a Patrick's Day parade, I mean, have you got a blank canvas? Can you pretty much, if you can make a puppet, you can do whatever the hell you want? We do, but there generally is a theme to the parade. So we try, we have to try and blend it in with that, you know. So um, this year is about Cork storytelling. So we have our seagulls, an army of seagulls descending on Cork, and they are, um, they're, they're, telling the story of Cork through the music that they're singing. Now, you see, the thing is, when you take your average seagull, you say singing, I hear a noise, a screechy noise. Are they going to do a little bit more than screech Well, the, the soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. It's lots of Cork songs like the Frank and Walters, the Sultans of Ping. Trendy seagulls, there, Trendy aren't they? seagulls, but they have a so you have those songs and then the squawking in the background. Well, you see, you, I mean, if you spend time in Dublin, you know that seagulls are pariahs up there. We it's, seem to have a better quality of seagull down here in Cork. Well, I don't think we? we do at the yeah. minute, but you never know. You know, the the influence might percolate down. <laughs> um, look, is it an easy uh, thing to do to come up with a creative like that? You said you got your theme and you move on, but then you have to work out. Well, I have to put a man or a woman into a seagull costume, and it has to look like a seagull costume because there's kids watching and they are probably the hardest audience you're ever going to perform for. Yeah, there's a huge amount of design and planning that goes into it. It, Like we start in October of the year of last year and we're still at, you know, making sure that things are working together, that they move properly, that the costumes are right and that the floats themselves are safe but entertaining and and look good. Mm. And because, and look, we've all been to the St. Patrick's Day parade where you had a tractor uh, followed by a fire engine and a few majorettes. Yeah. So the, the people's expectations are different these days. And that's down to the work of organisations like your own, Doubt Your Puppets and, and Machnus and others who have created, uh, uh, I suppose, a, a realisation that, that it can't just be the mundane anymore. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the parades look great because of it. And it's down to the likes of Cork City Council and the St. Patrick's Festival in Dublin seeing that vision. And then they commission us, you see, to make these our our particular pageants in the parade. So in, for the Cork Parade, we've cast then 90 people in all the different characters and roles. So this year we're really lucky. We've got like the Youth Council for Cork City Council. We've got the um, Gael Skull Gort all in. We've got the Graffiti Youth Theatre, UCC Youth Theatre, and then loads of people who are just friends of Doucha who just get into the parade every year. So, in other words, it's going to be a very busy St. Patrick's Day for you, it's isn't it? Extremely busy. Extremely busy. Do but you... it's fantastic because we get to then bring in an awful lot of. Um, uh, contract artists who we work with then for February or January, February, March. So there's a great team of people who work together and it's like, and get it all done. What is your memory? Uh, if you grew up in Cork, off the Cork bread, did you go? Oh, I didn't grow up in Cork. Oh. No. So you didn't? You're, you're a con- you're, you're, you're a blowing. I'm a blowing <gasps> from County Mead. Oh yes. dear me! Yes, so yes, well, yes. I mean, what is your memory of the parade in Mead then? Um, lots of tractors and trucks, <laughs> and maybe a couple of Irish dancers. If you, you know, were lucky. If you were lucky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we've moved on a bit. We've since moved then. on dramatically. Yes. So, and Dowdy puppets are not just providing for Cork they're also going to be putting things into other parades as well aren't they? We do yes yeah we've we've been commissioned for the Dublin parade um, and then because each year we build up you know a theme and a stock we've got um, floats and puppeteers going up to Enniskillen 
out to Ballincollig, to Mallow and to Douglas as well. So in other words, there's going to be a good spread of doubt you right across the St. Patrick's yes, Day. Yes. Well, we look forward to the Cork Seagulls all singing along uh, to Where's Me Jumper oh, yeah. and After All. And Please join in. Absolutely. I can't see a reason why not. Uh, Cathy Martin from Doucher Puppets, thank you so much for joining us and we wish you and your seagulls the very best of luck on Paddy's Day. Thank you very much, Jonathan. The only show in town for Cork business, Red Business. My thanks to Cathy and to Jean and to Paul. Don't forget, if you're going to the parade, get there early. Red FM is a proud sponsor again this year. Neve Hennessy was the producer of this podcast. Don't forget, you can download them all from redextra.ie and we'll catch you on the next one.